All right, stocks are rolling over here. We'll keep our eyes on it, but uh, definitely heads up. Big fade from a real strong rally. We were up 2% uh, right after the opening bell. So let's dive into a fund. Let's talk critical materials and rare earth stocks. Jerry Hex joins us, the CEO at Rare Earths and Critical Materials ETF. CRIT is the ticker. Jerry, good morning. Good morning, Oliver. All right, you're going to give us something to talk about here instead of the market, which is a total bloodbath. Uh, the story for critical materials, rare earth materials, how much is that connected into the, the green energy electric vehicle theme? It's essential, Oliver. So if your, your viewers consider the 19th century as a century of coal and the 20th century as a century of oil, then the 21st century will surely be the century of rare earths and critical materials. As you said in your intro, the world cannot move to clean energy. We cannot transition without these minerals, uh, the minerals that go into batteries, that go into electric motors, that go into solar panels and go into wind turbines. So uh, as we've seen some of the EV trade come under pressure, much of it uh, naturally some of these stocks have as well. Do you generally expect them to trade like uh, you know, an EV stock or what is the future here? Might they trade like uh, materials more aligned with commodities? Because today they trade more like growth stocks. Yeah, I, I think they'll continue to be traded as growth stocks. When you look ahead, there's no doubt that we're going to be moving to clean energy. We're going to be moving to so the uptake for electric vehicles is going to be huge as they innovate. And when we think 10 years ago, an electric vehicle was quite a, a worthy but dull thing to own. As we move forward now, you know, Ford have got the F-150 truck the electric vehicles are just a lot more attractive. And certainly with the high oil prices we've got right now, it's going to be pushing more and more people into electric vehicles around the world. And in Europe, particularly with the push um, to, to not be so dependent on Russia for gas supply, uptake of alternative energy uh, sources, I know they take a long time to get in line. It's certainly going to focus people's attention in, in this clean energy transition. and. The, the transition to clean energy is very much a transition to more, more uh, mineral intensive uh, energy production. And I've said before, electric vehicle requires six times more minerals than a conventional car. Um, a wind farm requires nine times more minerals than um, a gas powered power station. So to do this transition to clean energy, we're gonna need an awful lot more uh, minerals being produced, and there's a lot of shortfalls predicted for many of those critical materials. Yeah, it seems like uh, we've got our work ahead of us here. A lot of miners then uh, to uh, do a lot of work. Freeport, uh, the top of the holdings, is that accurate? Is that still correct? Yeah, that's, uh, as of now, that is correct. Yeah, it's one of our top holdings. We've got a very diverse uh, range of holdings from uh, companies listed in eight different countries. We've got 51 stocks in our uh, index at the moment and that's going to be rebalanced every six months or so but uh, we've got a, a very diverse uh, list of companies in our fund and it stood up very well um, over the, the last month or so of uh, volatility um, now there's there's a famous saying that um, the only uh, free lunch in investing is in diversification now this fund may well be of interest to people not not only considering the transition to clean energy, but having a diversified uh, play within their uh, their own portfolio. We've got um, a, a great um, 
portfolio of um, names in our fund. And also, uh, we've just published a paper which is on, on our website, our fund website, critchetf.com, that compares the performance of metals and also the performance of commodities in general and the S&P 500 since 1995 during bear markets. And there's a very low correlation between um, uh, S&P 500 and metals. And so the, the correlation was 0.2. Hmm. And so this may be a very attractive play for people who want to diversify and have, have some metals in their fund and also look to the longer term. Correlation so far, though, pretty tight since the debut. Uh, you've only been trading for a couple months since April. Yeah. Uh, but market's down 23%. Crit's down 23%. You're above one of the uh, main EV uh, products that I watch, uh, a fund that's down about 35%. So the EV, the vehicles and the end con consumers of the products that these uh, miners are using are uh, generally more volatile. So it seems like uh, this is a pretty interesting way that is almost like an international uh, fund. I mean, the global uh, element is really what stands out to me here, where you're targeting a, you know, a industry that's um, uh, very global, obviously. But we think about it as consumption, you know, led by Tesla and some of the big car makers here in the U.S. But uh, this is a very uh, commodity-driven kind of global play in a way. It is, and it's interesting you mentioned Tesla because uh, Human Headline, uh, Mr. Musk did mention. Uh, about a month ago on Twitter that the, the lithium price was so high and he's going to have to look at investing into That's lithium right. producers. Three days later, he was buying Twitter. So I don't know, you know, he's doing <laughs> a lot of things right now. He's got a little distracted. But, um, Is it true? Is What's the what's the supply demand with lithium right now? Uh, because everything else, that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about supply chain imbalances. Yeah, exactly. So there was a paper that came out, I think, last week, which really put the dampener on the lithium price. It said um, there's going to be um, a, an excess of supply. There's very much um, a lone voice in the market. Uh, that particular report was very positive about um, new production coming on stream. But the reality is a lot of the production, which predominantly comes from China, is the resources there are very, very low grade, require an awful lot of energy and work to get the lithium out. and. Traditionally, lithium uh, producers have been very optimistic and very disappointing in reality in terms of meeting their um, stated production targets. And realistically, that's only going to continue going forward. So there was a, a paper or two in the last few weeks um, saying lithium um, supply demand imbalance would be redressed. But realistically, um, the majority of the market is, is not viewing it that way. And I think those, those papers and the impact they had, it just reflects that this, this market is not fully understood. Lithium is not really a commodity, it's, it's a chemical, and it's required in very different grades. It's very difficult to produce and refine and break down, and the battery manufacturers require it in, in very different grades. So there's, um, there's a lot of work to do on, in terms of understanding the lithium market. Okay, well, now we've got a couple companies to watch tied into it, a very uh, global, effort to, to uh, get these materials out of the ground. Interesting fund, uh, uh, Jerry, thanks. We'll keep our eyes on it, appreciate it. Thanks for the time, Oliver, all the best. Sure thing, Jerry Hicks is the CEO at CRIT, the ETF.